Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful Danielle Roberts. Danielle, are you ready to do this? I'm so ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Danielle is an insurance expert and a Medicare supplement accredited advisor who helps baby boomers prepare for health care costs in retirement. I'm excited to have you on. Danielle, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me, George. Um, I am married. I live in Fort Worth, Texas, and I have two furry children. Um, I am a Medicare insurance expert and the co-founder of Boomer Benefits, where we help uh, baby boomers navigate their entry into Medicare. We do business in 47 states, uh, trying to explain this crazy, confusing national health insurance program to people when they are 65 and getting ready for Uh, leaving their employer group coverage and heading into the golden years, signing up for Medicare and trying to figure out how it works is one of the probably the most beastly tasks that anyone who is retiring has to face. Um, So our agency here helps people with setting up their supplemental coverage. But a bigger part of what we do is to explain to people turning 65 what their original Medicare benefits do for them, how that coverage works, what it costs, and really give them some of the basics before we talk with them about the types of coverage that they can get to fill in the gaps. So um, a lot of what we do also is preparing people for the cost of healthcare and retirement since Medicare isn't free, and we um, try really hard to get a lot of information out there about that for people so they can be prepared. Yeah, just the thought of diving into trying to understand how Medicare works and making good decisions about that makes me not feel awesome. So <laughs> I, 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 I certainly empathize um, and, and appreciate the work that you do. Um, so why, why only 47 states? So there are three states that are a little tricky. Um, Hawaii is, there's um, just not a lot of inquiries coming out of Hawaii. Um, It's got a lower population of seniors than a lot of other states. And then in Massachusetts and New York, the laws are a little bit wonky. So those are just states we haven't expanded into yet because they take on some extra hurdles. Although I do know really good agents that service all three of those states. So when we talk to someone that needs help in those states, we can put them through to somebody that really can help them. Got it. Figured there had to be some Kind of odd reason for not. Yeah. For, <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> right. Odd Just reasons in New York. <laughs> understanding a little bit of insurance law. So, okay. Um, well, it's a huge question, but what are some of the biggest challenges that uh, the that, 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 that people are facing when they look at this? Well, the first challenge, of course, is just trying to wrap your head around how this coverage works because most people, their whole lives, they go through working for an employer who chooses their health insurance plans for them. Maybe you get to choose a a PPO or an HMO. Your employer might give you a choice of two deductibles, but typically you have one or two choices that the employer is putting in place, and then you get those um, through your work. And then when you age into Medicare, not only do you get thrown to the wolves and have to figure all this out on your own, but it's extremely confusing uh, national health insurance program with four different parts 
and dozens of drug plan options in every state, and then two main routes that you can go to get your supplemental coverage, 10 different standardized supplement options, and dozens and dozens of Medicare Advantage options in each state. And so even just that sentence alone will overwhelm people with all of the information that they need to learn. And another piece that really complicates it is all of the insurance companies in the United States know that when someone turns 65, they're going to become eligible for Medicare. So they just bombard these people with tons of mailers and postcards and flyers and the phone rings off the wall with telemarketers. And a lot of times what we hear from people is, geez, you know, I'm still working. I'm not even going to be buying supplemental coverage right now. Why am I getting so much mail? Why are there so many phone calls? Um, and it sort of paralyzes them with a little bit of fear because they're overwhelmed at all the information and they become, you know, unsure of whether they want this type of coverage or that type of coverage. And we really see a lot of people procrastinate this decision because they're just so overwhelmed with so much information. Oh, I'm sure that that's the absolute natural response to being hit with all that information all at once is um, 100% just curling up in a ball and turning the lights <laughs> off. And <laughs> Yes, it gives you a migraine headache and right. you need to go to bed and sit somewhere dark. It totally does. Okay, so four parts, dozens of drug plans, Medicare Advantage options. What, from a, from a deadlines and a time perspective, what has to happen? And then are there things that, if I'm not happy with my decision, that I can change or... Am, am, am I locked into all of it? Absolutely. So you have an opportunity to enroll in Medicare around the time of your 65th birthday. Everyone gets a seven-month initial enrollment window that starts three months before your 65th birthday. It runs through the month of your birthday, and it goes for three months after. And this is the time when you can sign up for your Medicare Part A and B. So that's your inpatient and outpatient benefits those are the only two parts that you're going to enroll in through the Social Security Office or Railroad Retirement Board if you're a railroad retiree. So those are going to make up the base of your coverage, and you want to definitely enroll in both parts unless you have other creditable coverage. So um, one of the things I'm sure that you see a lot, George, in your practice is that many people are working longer than 65 these days. I mean, we have people that with the internet age and the types of work that's available to people now in this generation, we see people that will work until 70, 75. And so those folks um, have a different set of decisions to make because they can enroll in Medicare if they want to, and it can coordinate with their employer group insurance, but they may only want to enroll in one part or another. So that window is when you need to make those selections, whether you are working still and are going to maybe only have your Medicare Part A coordinate with your work benefits, or if you are retiring and you need to enroll in Part A and B, that is the main window to go ahead and get signed up for Medicare. And if you miss that window and you don't have other creditable coverage from a large employer with more than 20 employees or another um, source like the VA or something, then you will face a late penalty. So for every year that you fail to enroll in Medicare that when you should have enrolled and you didn't have prior credible coverage, they'll tack on 10% to your Medicare Part B premium. And something I'll add here is that a lot of people think when they age into Medicare that it's free. And 
that's probably because they think of national health insurance being something like what they have in Canada or in Britain, and nobody pays for it directly. It's something financed by the government through taxes. But although Medicare does have uh, a FICA tax that they deduct from your payroll check while you're working, that only goes to pay for Part A. When you become eligible for Medicare, you're going to enroll in Medicare Part B, and there's a monthly premium associated with that. It's currently $134 a month in 2018 for most people, uh, but about 5% of Medicare beneficiaries in the top income brackets will pay more than that. So the decisions become, do I want to stay working and have this coverage coordinate with my employer insurance, or if I'm going to have Medicare as my primary coverage and I've got to pay this amount for my Part B, what types of supplemental coverage can I afford? So those are some of the questions that are that are people are faced with that obviously answers can vary depending on whether or not they're still working. Um, making sure that you get enrolled in Medicare Part A and B during that seven-month window is probably the most important thing in terms of avoiding the penalty, but you do have opportunities later on if you miss your enrollment. There's a general enrollment period that goes from January 1st to March 31st every year during which you can enroll, and then your benefits will start in July. So if you do miss it, even if you end up having to pay a penalty, there is opportunities to go ahead and get enrolled later on. And then with your coverage that you choose, such as your supplement coverage or Medicare Advantage or Part D, which are coverages that fill in the gaps, there's an annual election period every year in the fall, which we're in right now, October 15th to December 7th, and that period um, will, will be an opportunity to make changes to the coverage that you've chosen for your drug coverage under Part D, or if you did enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan and you don't like it or your doctor drops from the network, you can make changes during that annual election period to the supplemental type coverage. Okay. And just real quick, what does the drug plan and Medicare Advantage option cover? So Medicare Part D is the newest part of Medicare. It was rolled out in 2006. And before 2006, for 40 years, people on Medicare had no coverage for outpatient prescriptions. So just imagine, you know, being 65 and having all your coverage through work and, you know, you somebody that takes four or five medications and you're used to paying a $10 copay for those and now you don't have any coverage at all. And as you can imagine, this was a big sore point with uh, Medicare beneficiaries for decades. And finally, the government uh, introduced Medicare Part D. So Part D is just voluntary prescription coverage that you can purchase to help you with the cost of your prescriptions at retail outpatient pharmacies. If you need medications in a doctor office setting or perhaps you're undergoing chemotherapy and these are injectable medications, those would be covered under your Medicare Part B outpatient benefits. But for the drugs that you pick up yourself or that you order through mail order, uh, Part D plan is just an option that you can enroll in to help you pay less for those things. It discounts the medications and you just pay a copay like you're used to now instead of paying that full rate at the pharmacy. And not everybody needs Part D, so it is voluntary. However, if you don't have other creditable coverage and you decide to enroll late, they still will penalize you. So um, it's important to think about, do I want to spend money to have drug coverage, not just for coverage that I need right now, but what if I have a need in the middle of the year and I don't have coverage? I will want to have a Part D drug plan to help me reduce the cost of those medications in case you know something happens to me and I end up owing a really expensive prescription. So we generally 
encourage people unless they have, say, VA benefits through the VA or some other source of drug coverage that enrolling in a Part D drug plan, even if you just sign up for the most inexpensive one in your state, is good to have because you can only enroll uh, during your initial enrollment period or during those annual election periods that I mentioned in the fall, and you don't want to be caught mid-year without coverage. So that explains the Part D, and you can buy a standalone Part D plan to go alongside your original Medicare or if you have original Medicare and a Medicare supplement that helps you to pay for your deductibles and copays, you can add a standalone Part D card alongside that. The other option is Medicare Advantage. And I should make clear that you're choosing whether you want to enroll in Medicare Advantage or Medigap. So those are two different types of coverage, and you're going to choose one route or the other. But Medicare Advantage plans are private insurance plans that you can enroll in instead of original Medicare. So if you would like to have your benefits through a private insurance company and get your health care from that insurance company's network, you can choose that as opposed to original Medicare. And there are some benefits to doing that. You know, uh, Medicare Advantage plans have an out-of-pocket maximum limit to cap how much that you could potentially spend in one year. And they also have sometimes some extra benefits, such as a gym membership or paying for eye exams, which are things that you may not be able to get from original Medicare. So those options, the Medicare Advantage and the Part D, are the ones that you can change every year in the fall during the annual election period. So if you make a choice and you're not crazy about it, it is important to know that you'll have an opportunity to change that later on during the next election period. Whew, I tell you. It's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> what uh, Do you know if there's data on what percentage of, of Americans who sign up do it on their own versus who uses an advisor? You know, I actually am not sure on the stats about that, but I am aware that about 30% of people choose Medicare Advantage plans. So that number is growing. And part of the reason for that is that when you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, Medicare... Uh, pays the Advantage plan to take on your risk. And so a lot of times you can find Medicare Advantage plans, especially in urban areas where there may be premiums as low as zero because the company wants to attract you to the plan and get paid by Medicare. So we see about 30% of people enroll in Medicare Advantage plans, and then the rest either do original Medicare or original Medicare with a Medigap plan. I think, I think there's a whole lot of people, though, that do try to figure this out on the, their own, often because of what we mentioned earlier about being so overwhelmed by the telemarketers. So they'll go online and try to do some research, and then they enroll on their own. And they may not realize that they didn't have a proper election period or that they've chosen a plan that has a network and they needed to find out if their doctor was in the network. So it's really important that you do your research ahead of time, and consider working with an insurance broker that can really explain to you all the plan options in your state where you live and make sure that you know what you're buying before you get locked into something. Yeah, I think that that's excellent advice. Um, I wanted to ask why wouldn't I work with an advisor to do this, but just in thinking it through, I imagine that like any other industry out there, there are a lot of people that aren't necessarily awesome at it. They're just in it for money and maybe aren't aren't professionals and yeah but assuming that assuming that that I was working with you why why wouldn't I does that increase the cost to me I don't understand why why I wouldn't 
That's a great question because um, we get that question a lot. My agency, we do a new to Medicare webinar here every two weeks, and we invite beneficiaries to come and learn everything they need to know in a no-hassle environment, and we don't sell anything on the webinar. So one of the questions that I get over and over at the end of the webinar is, you know, what does it cost? What does it cost to work with an agency like you? Why, why would you be giving this webinar for free? And the answer is your Medicare insurance broker gets paid exactly the same way that your auto insurance broker or your homeowner's insurance broker would get paid. They, you pay a premium every month to your auto insurance company, and you would pay a premium every month to your Medigap company. And that um, premium that you pay is set by the insurance company, not by the agent. So whether you enroll direct with the insurance carrier or through an agent or broker like Boomer Benefits, you're going to pay exactly the same price. It's just that there's a commission already built into that premium that the insurance company designates to pay an agent if an agent helps to enroll in that plan. And the benefit to the insurance company for that is now when the client has questions or problems, they are likely to call their agent for help as opposed to the call center at the insurance company. So it cuts down on the number of staff that they have to keep at their big customer service call center locations. Um, and that's the benefit, of course, of the insurance company for paying the agent. However, if you enroll direct with the insurance company, they won't discount your premium and give you the part uh, that they would have gone to an agent. They will absolutely keep that part for themselves. Um, these are insurance companies and they're for-profit companies. So. Sure. Um, you really give away uh, some of your extra resource and, and the advantages that you would have of an agent who would know you and that you're comfortable with and that you can reach more quickly uh, than if you enrolled direct with an insurance company and spoke with a different person in a call center every time you had a question. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I, I know that you said at the top that you spent a good amount of time just educating people on on the fundamentals sure. of, of getting enrolled in, in the base program. And obviously you're offering this great webinar um, what percentage, well, I'll, I'll stop asking percentages. I'm, I'm sure that people's kids reach out to you too, as they're trying to help their parents get through this as well. And I'm sure you're happy yeah. to have those conversations. Yes, absolutely. Uh, one of the things I was just telling a friend of mine, she was asking why we're always open the Friday after Thanksgiving. And I tell her, this is one of the most important days of the That's year funny. because people have their kids in, their adult children are visiting. And if you're someone who's facing decisions that you need to make about your health care and you're confused about what those are, it's really common, especially on that day, but really any time of year. We work with a lot of adult children who are helping their parents figure this out, and it's confusing stuff. So we often will speak with um, both parties at the same time and kind of walk them through the benefits and then make sure that the children understand because later on, if uh, as, you, as we age, of course, these decisions get harder and harder to understand and they're so far have never been made less complex by Medicare. So I definitely, if you have adult children and you've got someone that can help you with learning how this works and making those decisions, we welcome uh, those kids into the conversation anytime because it really does uh, help with the confidence level of what the client is purchasing. Uh, I certainly believe it. Well, Danielle, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> okay. So one of the things that we see people miss all the time is they wait right up until they're turning 65 and they're right on it before they start doing their research and then they're overwhelmed. So the most important thing that you can do for yourself is start the learning process 
six months to one year of when you're turning 65. You can't enroll in Medicare until three months before you turn 65, but there's a lot of information for you to absorb here. And we really see that people accept and end up liking their benefits more when they take that early approach and really educate themselves about how their basic Medicare benefits work and what their options are so that by the time they're 65 and their coverage is starting, they're already comfortable with and have made those decisions and feel a lot less panic and fear about what Medicare is going to cover for them. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. That is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Thank you for having me. So the easiest way to find us is probably our website, which is boomerbenefits.com. And we have lots of information there for baby boomers and seniors to read about their benefits and educate themselves. You can sign up for one of our new to Medicare webinars there. We also have a an email mini course, a six-day course that people can sign up for that teaches them Medicare over the course of six emails that have some videos in them. So that's probably the best place to find us, but you can also uh, find us on Facebook where we have over 60,000 uh, Baby Boomer followers and uh, tweet me at, at Boomer Benefits. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Daniel your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas and maybe in the market uh, within the next couple of years for making these kinds of decisions. So follow her on Facebook, on Twitter, go to boomerbenefits.com and take advantage of all the great resources that they are offering. Thank you again, Danielle. Thanks so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.